On this episode of the Square Circle Cycle Babble, a debut tease for Full Gear next Saturday. The ratings for Kenny Omega versus Pentagon get outdrawn by Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. And the big news starting off this show, Pack is coming back to AEW. And we have the details next on the Squared Circle Cycle Bible. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, I think on a live stream that we did where we were making our predictions for All Out, I said that Pack would be back on November 4th. I was kind of joking, but sort of serious at the same time. And it is, in fact, happening. Pack will be breaking his silence on this upcoming episode of AEW Dynamite. November 4th. So first, let's praise the great predictor here on the Squared Circle Second Battle. But nonetheless, what is Pac going to say on this episode of AEW Dynamite? Well, Pac is going to return and assume his role as one of the better heels and the top heels, I think, in AEW. And I think it's going to happen at a really good time, right? Because we have right now, John Moxley has defeated a good majority of the top heels in AEW. Uh, he'll be going against Eddie Kingston. And, you know, in my personal opinion, I actually see Moxley winning and coming out on top in that match. Yep. Uh, and then they're going to need to build somebody up and build somebody up quick to go against Moxley. Why not a guy like Pac? He's good on the mic. He's very good in the ring. He has unfinished business, in my opinion, with guys like Kenny Omega. So I think that inserting Pac back into the mix as one of the top heels in AEW, it only makes sense. And I think that's something that we're going to see happen really quickly at, uh, after his return. See, I think he's going to come out in his little video package or whatever, explain where he has been the last few months. We know in reality why, but they can make a story out of this. And in the process of him being gone, he sees that Pentagon and Ray Phoenix have gone under the leadership of Eddie Kingston. And I think that's going to be setting up the first feud for Pac as he comes back to the States and part of AEW. It's him versus Eddie Kingston for like, I guess, ownership of the Lucha Brothers per se, or... Make, like, is it going to be the family or the death triangle and create the separation? We already kind of see this wedge being put in between Ray Phoenix and Pentagon. So maybe that wedge gets further where Phoenix goes with Pack and Pentagon goes with Kingston. Only time will tell, but I, I think this is going to be very good. And I know a lot of people are excited for this. Does it help with the ratings? No, I don't think it's going to necessarily help with the ratings. I think that, you know, AEW has its fan base. They've, they've had the fan base that's been loyal for the most part. Week in and week out, they're going to tune in. I don't think Pac is one of those guys that's really going to, you know, encourage people who are more of the casual fan to tune in. Right. Uh, I could be totally off on that, but I, would, I, I don't think we're going to see, a, you know, a crazy jump in either the ratings or the viewership. Yeah, I mean, there might be a slight bump in his segment because, you know, there's there's segments that do better than others. I think yeah. the one where, where he's on, I think, will help in that 18 to 49 demo and maybe a little bit in the total viewership as well. And it's a guy, like you said, I think AEW definitely needs because they're missing some big heels. Moxley already beat most of them. And if he beats Kingston again, who's next in line? And you could build pack up to win some matches. But another thing that AEW might be teasing here is a debut for full gear. So if you follow social media, you've seen this video going around the AEW posted where they were talking about all their different surprises that we've seen in the past year with Brody Lee, Matt Hardy, Matt Cardona, Mero, who at the end of this video, he says, who will make the next big moment at full gear? So it looks like there's going to be another debut for full gear next Saturday. Who is the big debut. If anybody's going to debut, I'd have two guesses. 
Go ahead. One, I, I think it could be Ryback because, you know, he's a bigger name, especially when he worked in the WWE. He's talked about having some intrigue in going to AEW uh, in the past. And I know that or as far as the last time I was following his podcast, he was getting some surgeries and rehab. And I think he is healthy now. So it could potentially be him. The other one, and we actually talked about this, you know, and her name's been floating around a little bit. Is it Tessa Blanchard? We've seen her recently about a month and a half ago. We know that she she returned from her hiatus. Is she going to be returning full time? Will she go to AEW? Will she go to NXT, WWE? That's certainly a possibility as well. Both of those are big enough names where if they actually make a debut, it would get some traction and get people uh, looking at the AEW product. So I think that when you say like who's going to make the big moment, it has to be somebody who's well-established. So Ryback or Tessa would be my two guesses. I agree with you on the Tessa prediction. I think that's my safe bet prediction, especially when I said that she's going to end up in AEW. And I think that's a better fit for her as opposed to WWE or NXT. But my little bit of a reach here, this is a reach prediction, but it makes a little bit of sense, especially if you want to close the show with a big moment, especially with the wrestling community and their fan base. So next Saturday, not only is AEW full gear, but it's also New Japan Pro Wrestling's power struggle. And in that show, we have a match between Kenta and Hiroshi Tanahashi, where the winner will have the briefcase to decide who's the number one contender against John Moxley for the IWGP United States Championship. Right. So, kind of like what happened last year at Wrestling Dontaku, where Chris Jericho challenged Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship for Dominion, we're going to get the reverse effect where the winner of that briefcase will challenge John Moxley after his successful defense for the AEW championship against Eddie Kingston. You'll see someone on the screen, whether that is Kenta Hiroshi Tanahashi. I don't know exactly for sure, but I believe Hiroshi Tanahashi will be Kenta next Saturday and Hiroshi Tanahashi will issue his challenge for the IWGP United States Championship to close out AEW Full Gear to get people talking about the AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Partnership that a lot of people want to have. So that's my prediction. It's a little bit of a reach, but it could happen. I could certainly see that too, especially considering it's already been something that's been teased uh, going back even months ago. You know, a lot of a lot of the talent in AEW wants to see these guys working together. There have been people in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling that have mentioned wanting to work with guys in, in AEW. Uh, and when you talk about the belt being held by Moxley, that could certainly be the case. I wouldn't be surprised if that is ultimately what ends up happening. True, but also at the same time, and I've said this before in a recent episode, can you sacrifice a month where Moxley's not there? Or he could just right. quickly do his match at Wrestle Kingdom, pass whatever test he has to do and get back to the United States. I'm not 100% sure on the protocols, but maybe they could get this for Wrestle Kingdom. I know there will be two nights. I know they're trying to do, I think, 40,000. It seems a little high, but I, I think 40,000 between the two shows. So 20 and 20 for uh, the Tokyo Dome on January 4th and 5th. But speaking of New Japan Pro Wrestling, someone that used to be a big name in New Japan Pro Wrestling is Kenny Omega. We're starting to see this rise of the cleaner in AEW. He was the main event on this past episode of AEW Dynamite against Pentagon, where the winner would be in the finals at full gear against Hangman Page. Everyone likes to talk about ratings. 
Quarter Rings came out and Dave Meltzer reported that Omega and Penta actually lost 18,000 total viewers. They did gain 18,000 total viewers in the 18 to 49 demo, but they were outdrawn by Candice LeRae and Io Shirai in the main event. Io Shirai and Candice LeRae drew 32,000 total viewers and also 11,000 in the 18 to 49 demographic. Now, before you guys say, oh, there was also the overrun, so that's got to be put into the consideration, right? No. During the eight-minute overrun, they gained 123,000 total viewers, also 28,000 total viewers in the 18 to 49 demographic in those eight minutes, nearly getting 1 million viewers for those final eight minutes. So, Ralph, what do you make of this with the last quarter hour and the last eight minutes of NXT Yeah, with the ratings here? The last eight minutes overrun to me may, seems to make sense. We know that when these shows have not gone head to head, like when they've been operating on different nights, like if if NXT was on a Tuesday, uh, a Tuesday and AEW was on a Wednesday, typically that's good for both of them. There's probably anywhere from I don't know if I had to guess from the numbers alone, somewhere between two hundred and one hundred and fifty thousand people who watch both shows, right? You know, they, they, they make a choice, but when they're operating by themselves, typically the numbers will increase by about that much. So that leads me to believe at least that there is some crossover. So it does not surprise me that, you know, once AEW went off air, they just decided to tune in to NXT, especially given the fact that this was a big show for NXT. It was the, they brought back the theme of Halloween havoc Mm -hmm. and what have you. So uh, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, they've been having their feud for a little bit here. Io Shirai is, is very good. Somebody who, who to me, is like a, a mainstay in NXT, a very prominent role. She's the women's champion for a reason. She's very good. I think that she has the respect of a good majority, if not all, of the internet wrestling fan base. So yeah. the hardcore fans are going to be into her and into her matches. So it does not surprise me that uh, you know they were able to increase numbers and things of that nature. Uh, as far as the match itself being able to outdraw the uh, the Kenny and Penta, that's a little bit hard for me to wrap my head around. I think there's a couple of things there. One, I think that at some point we might have to have the discussion about, you know, have they been trying to book Kenny correctly, not just for the AEW fans, but to make him into a much bigger star. And two, we may have to start questioning the ability of Kenny Omega to draw at this point. Okay, well, I think as far as that ratings draw conversation, I think we can have a full-fledged episode on that. But to to shortly comment on that, I think first and foremost, I think part of the reason why people left at the end of Dynamite for this match is because they knew what the outcome was going to be. We saw Hangman Page win in the opening match against Wardlow, so it was inevitable that Kenny Omega was going to win against Penta. And I think also there were some people that got the leaked results because this was pre-taped. So I think because they knew the results, there was no reason to watch. Whereas Candice and EO, you had to spin the wheel, make a deal where you didn't know where that was going. You weren't quite sure if Candice was actually going to win the women's championship after Johnny Gargano won the North America championship earlier in the night. Does EO Shirai retain? There was a lot more un answered questions whereas Kenny it was like you're going to watch a good match but we know where it's ending at the end it's going to be Kenny Omega winning against Pentagon Jr and I think those that left are probably the casual fans that probably didn't watch 
their match at All In in 2018. So they probably just left because they knew it was going to happen. Well, that, that was a point I was actually going to make. I would think there would have been more intrigue in this match because one, it wasn't a lot of people assumed that Kenny would probably win had Hangman won. And, and that's obviously what ended up happening. But I, I still wouldn't have said it was all but decided that Kenny was going to win. It was the most logical outcome. I do agree with that. But the other thing was this. I thought a lot of people would have been intrigued in that match because it was a rematch from all in. So I thought people would have tuned in or, or you know stayed with that match because it was a rematch and their first match at all in was, you know, was, was a good match. And and this match was also very good. So mm-hmm. um, it, it, it is a little surprising to me that, you know, that one specific match in comparison to the main event on NXT didn't necessarily deliver. And it, just from the ratings and viewership standpoint. Right. Well, I mean, it did also gain 18,000 in the 18 to 49 and, AEW tends to have a much younger audience than NXT. So I get why they lost total, but gained in that younger demo, because I bet you the ones that they gained did watch that match at all in wanted to see the rematch. Whereas the older audience probably didn't watch all in and that's where they, they dropped. So they lost in total. So probably the older demo, but they gained them right back to essentially they went, you know, even yeah. in that last quarter hour just for that, that match. So yeah. just, and, and you, you also have to consider that the theme of NXT, the Halloween havoc theme. Yeah. That's definitely going to resonate with the older fan base as well. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, this is just the beginning of Kenny Omega and we definitely attempted to book his next year in AEW. You can watch that video now on the screen by clicking that thumbnail. Don't forget to share us all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SCPB Podcast. Subscribe to join the conversation. We'll talk to you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psychobabble.